Prove to yourself that you're able to add value. Once you know that, then maybe you can start to like ask for some money because people are happy to pay for things that add value to their lives. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to Escape the 9 to 5. Words like passion and purpose can be heavily loaded. And I think that there's permission for people to be curious about something. It might not be your life's passion, but when you follow your curiosity, oftentimes it leads you to the things that you actually love and enjoy doing. Hi, my name is Christian Rodwell, and today I'm talking with Chelsea Dinsmore, the owner and chief of community happiness at Live Your Legend, a community whose mission it is to change the world by helping people discover more meaningful work and making a living out of doing what they love. Now, Live Your Legend hosts monthly in-person meetups in over 250 cities in nearly 70 countries, focusing on creating in-person connections with like-minded living legends. Now, Chelsea is an independent woman who loves to travel the world, cook great food and be close to the ocean, all whilst constantly learning more about herself and others. And she's made it her mission to see that the vision of her late husband, Scott Dinsmore, the founder of Live Your Legend, continues to shine brightly today. Now, I think you're going to really appreciate Chelsea's honest and authentic approach to finding the answers to those difficult questions, which we're often presented with when we embark upon this journey of self-development. So with that being said, let's jump straight into my conversation with the owner of Live Your Legend, Chelsea Dinsmore. Okay, so welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio, Chelsea. How are you today? I'm fabulous. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. And I was totally surprised when we just jumped on the call that you said, hey, I'm in London. I was not expecting that. So um, I know. I was so excited when I found out you were in London. <laughs> <laughs> so we said, well, we'll definitely have to uh, have you as a guest at one of the Escape the Rat Race meetups in the coming few months and hear your story. But we're going to hear all about your story today. And I'm really excited about this. So why don't you introduce yourself, Chelsea, and let our listeners know a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I am Chelsea Dinsmore and I am the chief of community happiness at Live Your Legend and Live Your Legend is a community that really helps people to align who they are with what they do. Um, A lot of that at the moment is really focused on career because career is a big part of our lives. We spend a lot of our days doing that. And so we really believe that when you can kind of show up in the world, living your life in a more meaningful way and leveraging your strengths, skills, talents, and passions, um, you really create a positive ripple effect in everyone that you come in contact, whether that's a stranger down the street or your family life at home. So that's really our big why behind what we do is that when you show up in the world as an inspired and passionate and the best version of you, it really creates a lot of positivity around you. And I think that we could all agree that we could all use a little more positivity in the world today. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then people talk about the ripple effect and it is very much that, isn't it, as well? And I've seen some of your presentations, your live um, talks on stage and, you know, you really are a powerful speaker and I can see the impact that certainly you have when you share your message with people. So Chelsea, tell us a bit more about how Live Your Legend, yeah, how did Live Your Legend come about? And I know there's obviously a personal story attached to that as well. If you don't mind sharing a little bit about when when it all began and, uh, you know, what were the first steps? What, What gave, you know, the initial idea? 
So Live Your Legend definitely did not (laughs) begin um, as what it is today. It actually began as a website that was reviewing books. Um, At the time, the founder, Scott Dinsmore, was reading tons of books around personal development and career and business and all kinds of things and um, just decided to catalog all of the books that he was reading. And then as time progressed, um, the conversations that he started to have with people went from recommending books to read for them reaching out to him, asking him for advice um, around career because he was, at the time, had sort of built this business that came to be Live Your Legend eventually. Um, at that time when people were asking him for help, it still was not Live Your Legend, but um, it eventually became that. So yeah, you fast forward a little bit. I think that uh, Scott really started to see where he could add value um, to people's lives, which was um, helping them understand maybe what was misaligned with their current situation and how to possibly um, either get better aligned in that situation or create um, a situation that might be better um, or an exit plan. (laughs) If there was no, if there was no way to make a current situation better. So that was really how Live Your Legend came to be. And I came to be involved because, um, some of you may or may not know, um, Scott was unfortunately in an accident about um, two and a half years ago uh, while we were climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and uh, he did not make it. So after um, he passed away, I ended up taking over Live Your Legend in order to um, continue to spread the word and this mission about helping people to really uh, create a life that is suited for them and to find alignment with who they are and what they do because because truly believe that that is um, what can make the world a better place when you show up as the best version of yourself. Not only are you better for it, but so is everyone around you. So that's really the the backstory of Libra Legend and how I came to be here today. Yeah. And, and why it's so great to speak with you, Chelsea, is because our companies are so aligned. You know, we both really want to help people just get totally clarity over what would you do every day if money was no object, if you could wake up and and just really feel fulfilled with the work that you're doing. And it's a big question that really stumps so many people. They can find it so difficult to put their finger on what that thing is. Do you have a few tips which you could share some of the processes and maybe a couple of the steps when someone comes to you and they're like, hey, this is just like really driving me nuts. I just can't figure out really what my passion is. And, you know, we hear it referred to as what's your, your big why. But what are the, some, yeah. of, some of the things that you, you often help people, you know, to try and get closer to that answer? Well, so we have a, a framework at Live Your Legend that's called the Passionate Work Framework. And this is, like I said, the core philosophies that I sort of referred, found myself naturally, maybe because it was how I had lived my life for a decade or so, referring to when I was undergoing such a different transition. And the first one is to become a self-expert. And that is one of the most important things to do because we have to know who we are to know what lights us up. We've got to know what our natural strengths and talents are because when we're trying to funnel ourselves into a person to be that we actually aren't, a lot of resistance comes about, right? Like that's when we start to find that internal fight of I'm going in this direction and I have this great job and it's, everyone's telling me I'm successful, but I feel really miserable. Most likely it's because you're not actually, it's not in alignment with 
who you are. And so unfortunately, and I think the reason that a lot of people can't answer that question is twofold. Um, One, this day and age, there's so many distractions around us. We aren't taking hardly any time to actually kind of like look within and do that the hardest work I think that we will ever do is like to really face yourself, your vulnerabilities, your insecurities, to understand what makes you tick, to understand like the things you like, but also the things you don't like. And like, let's spend more time doing the things that you like versus the things that you don't. So there's that, but I also like, and I really want to like mention this because I think it's super important that like you said, so many people are trying to answer such a huge question to find your life's purpose or your big why, or to say, I have to find my one passion. That is a heavily loaded question, right? Like that's a big thing to try to answer. And so that's where I think that when we start to know ourselves a little bit better, we also know the way we work. And Elizabeth Gilbert gives this wonderful talk. Um, She did at Oprah's Super Soul Sunday about how there's jackhammers and there's butterflies in this world. And there are jackhammers. Like Scott was a jackhammer. Elizabeth Gilbert is a jackhammer. Like they know their one life's purpose. And it's like, I'm going to just go, 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 go. And they know that that's why they're put on this earth. I'm a little bit different. Like I love cooking and yoga and, you know, all of these millions of things. And I really truly think I could be happy doing any of them. And if you're built and wired that way, finding your one purpose or your life's passion is really a hard thing to do. So I think this is an important distinction to make is once again, not trying to fit yourself into a box that you are not, because there's a lot of people that will spread a little bit of love and joy and passion here and then feel like they need to move on to the next thing. And that's where I really like this idea of alignment versus passion, because I think that when you when you're aligned, you're taking inspired action in a present moment. So it's right, right now not what's right because it's supposed to be right or you said it was right 30 years ago or whatever. Like it's actually doing what's right right now. So I think that that, I just really wanted to highlight that because I think that those words like passion and purpose can be heavily loaded. And I think that there's permission for people to be curious about something. It might not be your life's passion, but when you follow your curiosity, oftentimes it leads you to the things that you actually love and enjoy doing. Um, So that's a little bit of my two cents. We've got a lot more, obviously, on that. I only talked about one step of the framework, but um, we've got a lot more at Live Your Legend about all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you sure have. And, and I guess that leads me on to the next question, that when you do put your finger on the things that you love, the things that really light you up and excite you, the next thing is, well, how do you monetize that? So again, are there some steps where you look at something you mentioned there yourself, you know, cooking, yoga, things that you'd love to do and help other people do that because you maybe have skills and are good at that. But then how can you actually generate an income and enough that you could potentially leave your nine to five job if that's what you so wish to do? So first, I think that all of what you do needs to come and add value. Um, if you're not adding value, to anyone else, to a company, to a person, whatever, to the world, whatever it may be, it's only going to take you so far. If you, if your primary focus is skin, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself unfulfilled, and that's just like that's my person. I also have tons of case studies at Live Your Legend of people who have had the most jobs in the world, and then they go and actually pursue something that they 
actually care about the law. Uh, we see this all the time. And so I think that if you got from a place of, I want to cook for other people because they nourish their bodies. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm value them in a bigger reason. And then, yeah, the how can really get, you know, you can get so caught up in the how because we don't know how we're going to do anything. And that's where we talk about. So pillar two of the framework at Live Your Legend is doing your own impossible. And we talk about doing this at the smallest scale possible. So starting with the smallest steps, like if you think that maybe you want to make a career out of cooking, condition yourself and prove to yourself that you can add value to people because that builds confidence, which builds competence, which is a compounding effect. So we don't actually encourage anybody to jump out of their nine to five right away and take that leap. Some people, they need to do that and they're, they're willing to do that. And they're, they're that risk, you know, they're that risky that they can, but the majority of people are not. And, you know, we're all wired differently. So that's what we always say. We say, do something on the side. If you really care about something, you know, if you really care about creating videos, whatever it may be, like do it for people that, um, that inspire you. You know, like we had this one friend of ours that now is the video editor at Live Your Legend when we need videos, where he was a big fan of this guy, Jonathan Fields, Good Life Project. And he just, he was so moved by what Jonathan was creating that he started all, all on his own on the side. He took snippets and whatever and created this video for Jonathan and then handed it to him. And Jonathan was so overwhelmed and power, empowered by it that then he became Jonathan's video editor and then he became our video editor. So it's really coming from that place of how can you add value? Focus on that first. Do it because you want to add value to people. And then funny enough, people might eventually want to start paying you for that thing. But I think if you're only doing it to seek the money, it's going to be very short-lived because as we all know, those sort of rewards, they're very fleeting. Whereas fulfillment and like love and recognizing that you made a difference to one human being or a hundred human beings is, um, that's fuel for itself. That is where fulfillment comes in versus just like achieving a bunch of things. So that would be my first thing is to prove to yourself that you're able to add value. Once you know that, then maybe you can start to like ask for some money because people are happy to pay for things that add value to their lives. So that's the process that we, we encourage people to go on. And we do that with many experiments of like, prove to yourself that you can make $1 before you try to make a thousand and then prove to yourself you can make $2 and then go from there. So like I said, none of this is an easy process. It's not an overnight thing. In my opinion, some people, it happens faster than others, but if you go at it without expectation, I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be a pretty challenging journey. I think we've got to come from the right place and then let the journey unfold as it will. Absolutely. And would you agree, Chelsea, that people need to look at it as playing the long game and not to expect things to happen overnight because so many people are looking for that golden ticket out of the nine to five or you know to financial independence. And we know that it doesn't happen that quickly. You've got to certainly learn from your failures, certainly just take that first step and get out there and do stuff and, and build the right network around you. So in terms of, you know, when I set up Escape the Rat Race, I called it Escape the Rat Race within 12 months. And the challenge was there and people like the challenge, but I've realized, <laughs> I've realized that to do it within 12 months is a, is a pretty tall order. And, you know, to be really, truly financially free and doing something that you really love, you're probably looking at more three to five years. In your experience yeah. with all the hundreds and thousands of people that you've worked with, Chelsea, you know, what, what would you say in terms of 
realistic timeframes for people starting at zero and, and going yeah. for their dreams? Well, I actually don't like to put boundaries on things um, because I think if we think it's going to take a year, it will. And if we think it's going to take five, it will. So I sort of like to, I mean, and this gets into more of that kind of alignment stuff that I'm more into, but it's to detach from the outcome in a way. Like if it happened in one year, I'd be happy, but also be happy if it happened in five. Like it's not that destination because the journey in and of itself is the destination. Who you're becoming as you're going through all of those failures and the hard steps and what that is, that's really what we're after. We're not after necessarily you know, leaving the job. We're after the person that we're going to be when we get there. And we're only able to be that person in the journey. So, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I've seen people take our courses and in a matter of two months, they've got paying clients. They've, you know, maybe they're not setting up their entire practice, but some people do. Like it really is, I think about the intention, the effort, the willingness that you're going to put into it. I'm not saying you have to work yourself to the ground. I think we've got to appreciate that we're all on different journeys. We're all on different timelines. And as long as you come to the things that you do with the right intention and if that's the case, if you're coming at it with the right intention, it really doesn't matter if it happens in 12 years or one year. You know what I mean? I think it's really about setting yourself up to be and acting as the person that you really want to be. Because really at the end of the day, I think that what we're seeking are feelings. Like we're not actually seeking those outcomes. Like a lot of people want, I don't know, location independence or their own business because they want freedom. But we might be able to find freedom in a lot of ways in our life um, until we get that freedom in, in our career. So I don't know if that was the best answer because I didn't really give you a tangible one, but I just think it's, you've got to, you've got to appreciate the journey, the ride and, um, all that it's doing for you and all that it's serving as it's taking you to wherever the heck you're going. Yeah, no, I do really like that answer, Chelsea. I think it's about being present and enjoying the moment. And one of my mentors, he says, you know, he every day, the first thing he's, he does is take a deep breath and just say, hey, you know, I'm grateful. You know, it's another day. I'm still here and, and great things like that. And, and people can get so caught up on the prize, can't they? And chasing that. And uh, you forget that actually enjoying the moment is, is super important too. So, in terms of vision, now Live Your Legend is 260s, uh, 260 cities around the world, you know, 65 countries. Was there ever any vision to have something of that enormity going on, that massive global movement when things began? And did Scott ever talk about, you know, that, that kind of dream or has that organically just grown? It's just organically, like funny enough. I remember um, <laughs> I threw um, a party. It was just the two of us, but I threw a party. Like when he walked home, when he got to four thousand subscribers, like he thought, like, oh my gosh, when I reach four thousand, I don't know where he came up with that number, which is important to not have boundaries. He was like, I'm gonna have made it when I get to four thousand subscribers, and so like I made a little sign on the door of like four thousand, whatever. So no, I don't think at the time, you know, Live Your Legend didn't begin. Once again, getting back to this intention, it didn't begin of I'm going to start this, you know, global thing. It began with I'm going to help a few people of what book to read when they're going through a hard time, and then I'm going to start to help people that 
want to leave their jobs. And just over time and over time, and I mean, obviously, I think Scott was quite strategic with his growth strategies of what he did, giving a TEDx talk and surrounding himself with really empowering people that were doing big things. Um, the dreams started to grow and to grow and to grow. So um, it definitely wasn't from the from the beginning um, that massive goal. And even the local communities that get together in person, that came as a result. And this is why this journey is so important because if you say it's got to look like this, you're going to miss so much along the way because Live Your Legend Local, the in-person communities were never a part of the original you know, plan. It was a virtual online business. But we started to see that people were feeling really alone. And as you know, in your live events, like when you're trying to do something a little different, when the world tells you you're crazy, if too many people tell you that you want to believe it and you don't, you know, that maybe you're not feeling that way, but everyone's telling you that. And so you want to believe it. Right. And so, um, that's really where this in-person community stemmed as a result of the process. Like we would have never probably dreamed that up on our own. And so I think that's why, you know, really being present in the journey is where you're going to start to see wherever the destination is, because that was not part of the original plan. Hi, this is Roger Hamilton. Hi, I'm Rob Moore. I'm Daniel Priestley. And you're listening to Escape the Rat Race Radio. Talking of destinations, you're in London now, Chelsea. So what's brought you here to this wonderful city and and what's really important for you in your life right now and for the next 12 months? Yeah, well, so I did a little bit of a nomadic thing for a while, um, which was great. And I feel honored and blessed that I was able to. Um, But at some point, it wasn't really sustainable. You know, when I think of my values in life, um, you know, I think that having some sense of stability, I love freedom, but I also really enjoy stability and routine and my health and my, you know, my health was starting to take a sacrifice by traveling around the world all the time and things like that. So um, I was trying to listen to my values and the orders in which they were in. There was a time where freedom was more than stability, but now stability is more than freedom. And so that brought me back to San Francisco. Um, and I just, I don't know, life was feeling just, I best, the best way I can use it is stale. But I think the reality was that it was just not quite in alignment with who I was. Like it, it was my old life and I could have forced myself to go back there and fit in there. But I think what I was really seeking, and especially after, you know, what I had been through, that was where I had my life with Scott. And I think I was seeking a really a fresh start and something new and new routines and all of that. And so, um, there was that desire. And then I also met a wonderful person, um, along the way and he happens to live in London. So, um, that was helpful to pull me here. And also at the same time, I had just got my Irish citizenship. So there was like these three factors that were like, can I, am I going to listen to these or I'm going to try to, you know, stay in this life that I know and that's comfortable. And that I had at one point intentionally decided, or am I going to take that step into uncertainty even though it feels so much more alignment, there was, you know, it was scary, all that stuff. But, um, I have to say I've been here for like two and a half months now and it feels so much more aligned than the life I was trying to kind of corner myself to in San Francisco, because that was a decision I had made many years ago that was right many years ago, but may not right today. So there were a few factors that brought me here. <laughs> yeah. And you're on the doorstep of Europe and I know you love traveling so much. So it's so easy just to nip across, isn't it? For a weekend break. The, the moment I got here, I was like, 
how did it take me so long to get here? I mean, the first weekend after I moved here, I went to Austria and skied. And I was just like, my wanderlust, this is where I need to be in the world. <laughs> so... Oh. Well, it's good to have you here, Chelsea, definitely. Yeah. And who, who are some of the inspirational figures out there in the world of personal development? I know Scott used to refer to Jim Rohn. I've seen many quotes, and Jim was certainly one of the early inspirations for myself as well. But who in the current world um, inspires you, Chelsea? Uh, that is such a tough question because I have done so much studying and learning, and I feel like I am somebody who really likes to look at people from a holistic place. And like, I don't think I believe to any one person so completely. I like to pick and choose and take from a lot of people, but a person that I think has such a brilliant mind to me is Mark Manson. Um, I love the way that he talks about really comp. So I did a lot of work under Tony Robbins, but, um, and I love what he teaches. I absolutely love what he teaches. His style is not so in line with me. And that's what I really like about Mark Manson. I love what he teaches, but the way he presents it is in, I think a, a way that's really digestible to like, who I am. Um, he throws around F-bombs a lot, which makes me laugh while I'm also learning. So I really love Mark Manson. I've also, like I said, I've studied under Tony Robbins a lot. I've learned so much from him. Um, trying to think who else. I know there's definitely... Um, right now, I'm like super into some of the more like getting out there like science versus science and spirituality. Um, and so I've done a lot of learning from a life coach called Brooks Castillo. She's got a wonderful podcast. Um, so yeah, there's, like I said, I'm a student of hundreds and hundreds of teachers. I'm always reading books. I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always learning many, many things. So, um, I like to pick and choose and take a little bit from each and then collectively combine them to what really works for me. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So what does the future look like for Live Your Legend? And what's uh, the future look like for the other projects that you currently have on at the moment, Chelsea? I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but once again, like all I can do, I think, is come to the present moment and to the now with the things that are really inspiring me right now. And so what that's going to do, the plan is to sort of um, have Live Your Legend become this place that's, you know, we've got our passionate work program. Like if you're really, especially if you came from Scott's TED Talk, we get a lot of people from there that are really like, to me, Live Your Legend is about career. Like we're going to have the, the program that the materials that are currently existing um, packaged as the passionate work program. But then, like I said, where I'm really inspired and passionate right now is more about the idea of aligning our lives. Because funny enough, if we want to talk about career, um, I've got a lot of friends right now becoming moms or having their second or third child. And I think what's really interesting is some of them are taking more of a job that is allowing them to prioritize family because their family is their number one priority right now. And I don't want to tell them that they're not living their legend because they're, you know, maybe choosing family over, you know, the biggest purpose in their career at the moment. I think we've got to listen to the seasons of our lives and align them with that current stage. You know, like if you want to be a stay at home mom, then when your kids go off to school, you might need to reassess and reanalyze and like what's right right now, now that I'm not home with the kids all the time. So that's what I think like I'm, I'm working on this project called the Align Life School. And it's going to be really about like looking at, 
your external circumstances, your internal world, um, and trying to really align the two for where you are right now. But once again, it's hard because people want a box that they can check. They want to say, this is my passion and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But I think to be really intentional about life, it doesn't work that way. Like I said, the best decision I could have made for my life 10 years ago was moving to San Francisco. But now I went back there and it wasn't really right. And I could have just stayed there because it used to be right, but I listened to that it's not right right now. So that's what the Align Life School is going to be all about. Um, it's still in the very early stages. Um, and then I'm also working on a book, um, which has been in the works for almost two years now. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've got, um, I'm in the works of getting my proposal submitted to some publishers. And if all goes well, you guys will see a book on the shelves in about two years because <laughs> that's how long it takes. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Yeah, I'm also in the process of writing my first book and uh, it uh, takes a little bit longer than you anticipate, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. I don't think there's ever been anything that has given me more self-doubt than this project. (laughs) But hey, I've got it. Like you said, getting back to the why. My why has really nothing to do with me. Um, And I've needed that to keep me going um, throughout those those dips um, of this this project. So (laughs) yeah. Oh, well, good luck with that. And for sure, let us know, you know, when the Aligned Life School is ready and uh, we'll make sure we share that out to all of our members as well. Absolutely. So Chelsea, I always end our interviews and conversations by asking what would be your advice for someone who's listening right now they're squashed up on that London underground tube which you might have experienced over the last couple of months or maybe stuck in a a traffic jam on the way to work just really feeling like they're going through the motions and, and not fulfilled in their current lifestyle what would be your final few words of advice for them well I think the thing for anything's to for anything to change, um, you have to believe that it's possible. If you don't believe it, that you're, you're stopping yourself before there's ever an opportunity to start. And that's where I think what you're doing, sharing stories of people that are doing it and having these in-person events and also the community at Live Your Legend, that's what we are. We're a safety net to realize like you're not crazy for thinking differently. There are so many people who have done this. And so you know, you're not special in that you can't. Um, I just think that that is the number one thing is that if you really believe that something needs, like inside of you, you feel something needs to change, you first have to believe it. And if you don't, go find people who have. Go until you believe it, go continue to read story after story. I mean, there are numbers of resources out there. There's wealth of knowledge. There's podcasts, there's books, there's radio series, there's websites. Like, you've got to believe that it's real. And then the other, I think once you have that belief that it's possible, um, get some help (laughs) because trying to go after anything alone, um, it's, it's really, really tough. And so that's where I think having communities to surround yourself with and that see your potential when you doubt yourself, like in the book process, I'm sure you've gone through that as well. And then somebody says to you, like, no, like this needs to be out in the world or I believe you. Like you've got to have like, I think one of the quotes that I love from Robin Benacosta says like, at some point success doesn't come free from reaching up. It comes from reaching out. And so that those are the, the, the community that we need when we start to believe that we're crazy for thinking differently. So those would be my number two pieces of advice. And then also, like I said, if you're not pairing that with actual progress. Like inspiration is one thing. You can listen to story after story after story. But if you're not pairing that with action, 
you're not going to get very far. So you've got to do a little bit of both. And like, um, I have this whole thing about like balancing out, like consuming and creating and connecting. Like you've got to consume information with the intention to create it. And you've got to balance all of that. You can, you know, spend all day behind a computer, but if you're also not out in the world, connecting with people and getting that feedback and bouncing ideas and whatnot off of people, then, um, you're also not going to get that information that helps tack you along. So I think when you think of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis in this area of your life, because obviously we all have real life and work and mortgage and house and all of that stuff. But when you're focusing on this area of your life where you're trying to make a change or a transition to really kind of focus on that balance of like the three C's, I think is um, it's going to keep you motivated because we've got to manifest our own momentum. You know, that's how you look back, like thinking about this book project, if someone would have told me two years ago it was going to take all this time and effort and that the, t- the things that seemed so tiny at the time, now I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I only got here from taking small steps. So you've just got to take consistent small steps and have a community that's going to support you along the way. Yeah. Amazing words to leave us on there, Chelsea. I'm definitely feeling some kind of joint summer party between now two groups uh, in London. I love I think- it. I think let's pull all these wonderful people together and, uh, and have some summer fun. So, um, I think that sounds fabulous. <laughs> and if people want to get in touch with you, Chelsea, and uh, find out a little bit more about Livy Legend and, and the personal projects that you're doing, where's the best place for them to uh, find you online? Um, so you can find me at liveyourlegend.net. I answer my own support emails. So you can email me there, Chelsea at liveyourlegend.net. Um, or I'm avid Instagram or avid traveler. So you can always find me on Instagram as well if you want more of the just day-to-day life. But the professional stuff is on Live Your Legend and Live Your Legend has social channels. And then my personal life, I, I keep on Chelsea James on <laughs> Instagram. So <laughs> pick <Amazing>. your poison. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, thanks so much for being a wonderful guest on Escape the Rat Race Radio today, Chelsea. It's a real pleasure having you on. It is such a pleasure. And I can't wait to meet in person. Sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, thank you. Take care. <laughs> Okay, cheers. Well, I really hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Chelsea just now and that you can take some of her useful ways of approaching those big life questions such as finding your passion and defining your why. Now, Chelsea talked a lot about alignment and not getting too caught up in the long-term vision, choosing instead to focus on what feels right, right now. Now, those sentiments were echoed back in episode 30 with former Olympic athlete and world champion Chris Akabusi, an episode I definitely recommend listening back to if you haven't done so yet. So I personally found it inspiring to hear the story of how Scott Dinsmore started Live Your Legend by reviewing books about personal development, which led to people asking him to help them and spread to the global community across 70 countries that it is today. Now, I feel somewhat aligned to Scott's own vision and hope that one day we can see similar things about the Escape the Rat Race community. So if you're listening from a country outside of the UK and you'd be interested in hosting an Escape the Rat Race meetup, then why not drop me a message either through the Escape the Rat Race private Facebook group or by sending a personal email to me at chris at etrr.online. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. So if you're at those early stages of your own business and seeking accountability from other like-minded and highly focused individuals, 
as well as regular access to experienced mentors in different areas such as business, marketing, property, or wealth building, then you might be interested in joining our very own peer group for aspiring entrepreneurs, the Escape the Rat Race Inner Circle. No matter where in the world you are, we have a level that can support you. So head on over to www.etrr.online forward slash inner circle to find out more. I'd be absolutely thrilled to have you join us. Well, that's all from me for this week's episode. Have a great week ahead. See ya.